And they brought him. Welcome later. In the boot of the vehicle. And they, they brought him, so what they did, they carried him on a mattress. Because the doctors at the very hospital told him, just go home, because the tumor was everywhere. The cancer was everywhere, they cannot operate. They said, send him home to wait for his death. And so the cancer actually crippled him, so he could not even walk to the so they carried him on a mattress, put in the boot of the car, they drove very fast. What? And so that is where we want to begin tonight. 
After the message that we have here, I need to run through the message because it's a very extensive message. It's a must-listen to message. You must listen to this message. It's one of the very critical ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so right away, I want to thank... Uh, we are what? The, oh, the Nigeria church. You're reminding me the church in Imo, Nigeria. Very good. Can you present them there before we start? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very powerful. They sent me this from the state, the, the state of Imo. Well, you need to be a hit Imo. And uh, the supervisor, my own daughter, Pastor Magdalene Benedict. And I think she's somewhere in the U.S., but she has opened up some of these churches. I don't know whether she's somewhere in Tennessee. She's in Texas. She has opened a few churches there. Very powerful family. The family the Lord has given us here. More churches in Nigeria. Very, very powerful, blessed people. And I'm praying for that state because there is an event. That, you remember the judgment spoken in Nigeria, an event that happened. Look at that. They're in Tatsak, Lord. They have followed the footprints that, that, that the Lord instructed Kenya to follow. I don't know whether that baby is crippled or not, but sitting down there. But this is the powerful church. This is the church of the Lord. This is the church that the Lord is now preparing for the kingdom of glory. And they are building the structures that the people may come and drink from the fountain of living water. When they realized the prophecy that the servants of the Lord spoke in Nigeria, they entered the subplot right away. And there is a very tremendous situation going on there right now in that state. And so they have 11 churches and home cells. Very, very powerful family of God. Family the family you are going with into the kingdom of glory. And I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I receive you all in the mighty name of Jesus. My sons and my daughters. The Lord will bless you on this journey. So that Nigeria will see revival. It's very powerful that now more churches are joining, more churches are being planted, more altars are being planted in Nigeria. I've been longing to present this for some time now. Hallelujah. Look at the baptism. Very powerful revival going on there, right? And you know, Nigeria is very serious with God. If they will catch this, if they will get some seed, they will catch this in, within their, their minutes. They will run with this revival. Already, we have the senior bishop there with a the big team there. But if every state will catch this, it will blow up. It might surpass Kenya. Hallelujah. 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 Hallel
of the rider of the fourth horse of the apocalypse. And then I see him from there, from heaven, I could see him running all over there. And he began with Egypt. And then I saw he entered the church, I see the roof with the cross, he entered the church. And then after that, inside there, I see somebody with a white shirt and I see the pews. And then after that, I see him running, in, running through Greece and then all over the world. But at the same time, when I turned like this, then I saw the church for the first time inside the kingdom of heaven. And that has been the theme of our discussion for some time now. And then you understand that the coming of the Messiah in the rapture is essential the summoning of the church to appear before the Lord. Because the Lord on this mission, you know, sent me to prepare the nation for the coming of the Messiah. And so he has shared with me several visions of the rapture which are faithfully shared with the nations, with you all. But I have never seen the church inside glory, inside the kingdom of heaven. And so now, this was the first time that I saw the church inside the kingdom of heaven. And I've always described the glorious worship that was involved. But the standing before the throne of God, that part of the vision has taken us some months now. And we've been looking at the book of First Corinthians chapter 4. And so let us begin step by step again, going back to that scripture, our base scripture, the reference scripture. And we see very clearly the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 is God essentially rebuking the church that is apostate, that has fallen. The church that you see like the present day church. And we see that that is synonymous to the church in Laodicea. The church in Laodicea. And you see that that is exactly synonymous to the present day church. The church that is horizontally focused. The church that has chosen has chosen to live her life on this earth and not think about her eternity in heaven. And so we have been looking at the conversation the Lord was having with that church, the rebuke. And then it culminated into the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5. And we've been there for some time. 
the reason the Lord has been here for some time with the church globally is because this is a matter of gravity. This scripture of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 essentially describes the church inside heaven, having entered heaven, standing before the throne of God. That is just how gravitas this is. That is the ultimate for you as a Christian. That in all your salvation, in all your Christian work, the ultimate is finally to appear in heaven and stand before your maker, Jehovah Yahweh. To stand before the Lord. And it's such a matter of gravity. It is the ultimate, it is the ultimate destination of your mission, your journey as a Christian. And that's why we have been at it, because it's a matter of gravity. It's the heaviest weight the Christian salvation. So he says here, he says, therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. So he's talking about judgment and he's talking about an appointed time. And then he says, wait until the Lord comes. So he's presenting two things. He's presenting the coming of the Lord. And he's talking about the waiting process. And in that waiting, it does not nail down a particular date or year. So which means it towers high the imminency, the suddenness of the coming of the Messiah. Coming soon. At any time, at the most unexpected time. Coming soon, at the most unexpected time. So, so much has come out of this that should instruct the church to be wiser and prepare and depart from sin. So that you may depart from sin and live a holier life. And so he says, wait until the Lord comes. So this wait is talking about the waiting process. There is a particular way in which the Bible describes the waiting, how you ought to wait for the coming of the Messiah.
What is hidden in darkness? Meaning when the Messiah now arrives, when that day arrives, He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. And I described to you from the book of Revelation chapter 1, seeing eyes that can pierce through your heart. I described to you the vision when the Messiah visited with me and everything in that room became like the whole sun came down there. The sun, the soul. And his eyes were blazing, the flames through the, the, the glory like this unbelievable moment. Piercing like this back and forth, piercing through the glory back and forth like this. The eyes like sharp red flames. When the Bible describes, I've already shared with you some of these visitations. So he says he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. And will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, he says, each will receive their praise from God. Each will receive their praise from God. And we've been handling that for some time now. And the greatest joy and privilege and pleasure has been mine. Because eventually the church is now focused on the kingdom of glory. Globally now. Now all those that are tuned in are focused on the events in the kingdom of God. And I told you very clearly that every time the pilots, the captains of the aircraft want to set off to another destination. Wakati ambapo mwanadamu anasafiri kwenda katika mahali kwingine. 
mwingine atataka kujua je hali ya anga huko iko namna gani mambo huko iko namna gani tamaduni huko ziko namna gani vitu huko zinaendelezwa namna gani and so if by nature you would want to know then we say how much more than as the church should you want to know because we are headed to our eternal home in the kingdom of heaven hivyo basi tulisemea kwamba kwa kawaida iwapo ni lazima upate kujua je basi je ni zaidi kani kwa kanisa ni zaidi gani unapaswa kujua wakati ambapo hatima yako ni kuelekea katika ufalme wa mbinguni that our eternal home the home of the righteous the kingdom of heaven ya kwamba nyumbani kwetu kwa milele nyumbani kwa wenye haki ufalme wa mbinguni therefore i say that is a very pathetic state of fall in the church today ndio sababu nilisemea kwamba ni hali ya kuhurumisha sana ya kuzunisha ya mwanguko kanisani leo hii because today's church they are not even inquiring about heaven they don't want to, they, 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 they are not aware what happens there they, they are not pursuing it kwa sababu hata kanisa they are lost into the life on earth kwa sababu kanisa leo hii hata waulizi kuhusiana na mbingu hata hawataki kujua kile ambacho huendelea huko hata waifuatilii wao wamelenga kabisa hapa duniani ndio sababu nilisemea kwamba ni hatari that now we are here lakini nashukuru Mungu ya kwamba sasa tumefika hapa whereby now we are focusing the church on the earth here focusing high into the kingdom of glory mahali ambapo destiny ha eternal home mahali ambapo sasa hapa hapa duniani tunalitazamisha kanisa ndani ya ufalme wa utukufu nyumbani kwake kwa milele hatima yake that has been one very big gain the many nations tuned in now a focus into the kingdom of heaven the events there and their hearts are drawn to heaven drawn wanting to know wanting to go there hiyo ni faida kubwa kubwa sana zaidi kwa sababu sasa mataifa yote mengi ambayo yanasikiliza mada yao imekuwa ikitazamia katika ufalme wa mbinguni katika ufalme wa mbingu wakitaka kujua nini ambacho huendelea huko haleluya haleluya and that is why ndio sababu tonight i want to advance we've been at this we've been trying to finalize it but there's so much that is in here that we've not been able to to depart to get out of it and get to another very important message usiku leo ninataka kuendelea tumekuwa na mengi kabisa hapa tumekuwa tukijaribu kabisa kumaliza hapa lakini hatujawezeshwa kwa sababu tunataka kuna mengi kabisa ambayo tunataka kupata hapa ili kwamba sasa baada ya kumaliza tuende katika ujumbe mwingine i want us to look at one very important aspect again within 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 ninataka tuangazie tena kipengele kimoja cha muhimu sana tena kwenye kitabu cha Wakorintho wa kwanza sura ya mstari wa 5 listen to this this is absolutely very key Let's for your entry okay this is absolutely very key for your entry into the kingdom of glory ni lazima msikilize hii kwa sababu hii ni nyeti sana na ya muhimu sana kwa ajili ya kuingia kwenu katika ufalme wa utukufu and he says na anasema he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness ya kwamba yeye ataleta nuruni mambo yale yaliyopitwa gizani and he will expose the motives of the heart na kuweka wazi nia za mioyo So tonight I want to look at the motives of the heart that Jesus will expose on that day. Hivyo basi usiku wa leo ninataka kuangazia nia za mioyo ambayo Yesu ataweka wazi siku hiyo. What is the instruction coming out of this text he will expose he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. Je, maagizo ni yapi ambayo yanatoka katika hili andiko la kidhahabu kabisa wakati ambapo anasemea kwamba ataeleta nuruni mambo yote ambayo yamepitwa gizani? And will expose the motives of the heart. Na ataweka wazi nia za mioyo. What is the Lord talking about there? Je, bwana anazungumza nini hapo? How should that enhance your preparedness, 
your preparation for the kingdom of heaven. And so blessed people. I want to begin step by step with you. That the human condition. The reason the Lord now begins to get interested on that day, that day when he comes becomes interested into the motives of your heart. It's because of the human condition. The depravity of the hearts of men. Out. Hallelujah. Again, because of the human condition. The depravity of the hearts of men. Owing to the fall in the garden in Eden, in a, the garden of Eden. That when mankind fell in the garden of Eden, it was such a monumental tragedy. And that's why that day when the Messiah comes, he says, he will also now go deep into your heart expose the hidden things that are in darkness, bring them to light. When the Lord says you will for sure die, you will suddenly die. 
then you can count on the fact that you are going to die if you do that thing. Wakati Bwana anaposema ya kwamba hakika utakufa, hivyo basi unaweza kuhesabu kwa kauli ya kwamba kwa kweli utakufa iwapo utafanya hilo jambo. And so you see the, the perfect creation of God. Hivyo basi mnaona uumbaji mkamilifu wa Mungu. He has created all creation. Ameumba uumbaji wote. And then he has created a formed man. Alafu sasa amemuumba na kumtengeneza mwanadamu. He said everything was good. The Lord looked and saw that everything was good. Na anasema kwamba Bwana alitazama na kuona kwamba kila kitu kilikuwa chema. Meaning everything was perfect. Kumaanisha kwamba kila kitu kilikuwa kamilifu. Everything was holy. Only holy is good to Yahweh. Kila kitu kilikuwa takatifu. Ni takatifu tu peke yake ambaye ni nzuri kwa Yahweh. In his blueprint, his design of creation, he created everything perfect, plus the heart of man. Hivyo basi Mungu katika mpango wake wa uumbaji, katika mtindo wake, aliumba kila kitu kamilifu hata kuhusisha moyo wa mwanadamu. And then when you come to Genesis chapter 3. Alafu unapokuja kwenye kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya 3. Then you see the corrupting of the heart of man. Alafu sasa unaona ule upotovu wa moyo wa mwanadamu. Because you see in verse 1 now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Kwa sababu unaona kwenye mstari wa kwanza anasema basi nyoka alikuwa mwerevu kuliko wanyama wote wa porini ambao Bwana Mungu aliwafanya. And he said to the woman. Na nyoka akamwambia mwanamke. Did God really say? Atikweli Mungu alisema. You must not eat from any tree in the garden. Kama msile matunda ya mtu wote wa bustanini. The woman said to the serpent. Mwanamke akamjibu nyoka. We may eat fruits from all the trees from the trees of the garden but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden Tunaweza kula matunda ya miti iliyoko bustanini lakini Mungu alisema kamwe msile tunda la mti ulio katikati ya bustani And you must not touch it or you will die Wala msikuze kabisa la sivyo mtakufa Mstari wote anasema You will certainly not die look at the corrupting and the defiling of the innocent pure heart God has created Hakika hamtakufa tazameni kula kuna jinsi na kupotosha kabisa kwa moyo ambao haukuwa na hatia ambao Mungu aliumba Mstari wote is the corrupting of the heart Ni kuna sasa kufisadi moyo So when the Messiah comes on the day when he takes you to go and appear before his throne he has to expose the hidden motives of the heart ndio sababu wakati masia atakapokuja siku ambayo mtenda na kusimama mbele za enzi ya Mungu ni lazima mtawe ataweka wazi zile nia zilizopita za moyo why because of this corrupting of the heart kwani ni kwa sababu huku kufisadika kwa moyo you will not suddenly die hakika hamtakufa the serpent say to the woman lakini ile nyoka akamwambia mwanamke for god knows that when you eat from it you will your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Kwa maana Mungu anajayakuwa wakati mtakapoyala macho yenu yatafumbuliwa nanyu mtakuwa kama Mungu mkijua mema na mabaya. Look at the corrupting of the heart right there. Tazameni kule kufisadi kwa moyo pale. And look at the effect of that defilement of the heart. Na tazameni ile athari ya kule kuna jinsi moyo. The consequences was sick. Madara yake ni mstari wa sita. When the woman told that the fruit was the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. Mwanamke alipoona ya kuwa tunda la mti huo lilikuwa zuri kwa chakula na la kupendeza macho. And also desirable for gaining wisdom. Tena linatamanika kwa kujipatia hekima. She took some and ate it. Basi akachuma the defiling of the pure heart God has just created. Basi akachuma katika matunda yake akala. Tazameni kuna kuna jinsi moyo safi ambao Mungu alikuwa ameumba. She also gave some to her husband. Pia akampa mumewe 
eyes, the eyes of both of them were open. They realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So the fig tree is very, very central in the history, the life of the, the life of the church, the life of man, right from the beginning. But you cannot fail to see the, 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 the fallen state grappling to find a solution and laying hand on some leaves, some human solution to address a serious problem of fellowship with God. The, the first instinct is to try to save yourself, not run to the Savior. Look at that there. Has been defiled. 
hivyo basi haya ndio maelezo ya moyo wakati ambapo sasa haya ndio maelezo ya mwanguko wakati moyo umenajifika hivyo ndivyo moyo ulinajifiwa ndio sababu kwenye kitabu cha wakorinto wa kwanza kitabu cha wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 asema anasema he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness mambo yale yaliyotichwa gizani gizani wapi katika mioyo za wanadamu and will expose the motives of the heart na kuweka wazi nia za mioyo in other words the lord is saying that ever since after the fall in the garden of eden kwa maneno mengine bwana anasema kwamba tangia mwanguko katika bustani la edeni things have never been the same with the heart of mankind mambo hayajawahi kuwasawia tena na moyo wa wanadamu the heart of mankind became corrupted moyo wa wanadamu ulifanyika msisadi that's why jeremiah na ndio sababu yeremia in the book of jeremiah it is done with me there kwenye kitabu cha yeremia ukigeuka pamoja nami pale jeremiah yeremia let me find it for you wacha nipate kwa ajili yenu the book of jeremiah kitabu cha yeremia chapter 9, chapter 17 verses 9 and 10 sura ya 17 mstari wa 9 na wa 10 it says the heart is deceitful above all things anasema moyo ni mdanganyifu kuliko vitu vyote and beyond cure na ni mwovu kupita kiasi why because of that Paul i just read for you the garden of eden kwa nini kwa sababu ya huo mwanguko ambao nimewasomea tu katika bustani la edeni because after that the heart became very deceitful kwa sababu baada ya hiyo moyo ulifanyika mdanganyifu sana above all things zaidi kuliko vitu vingine vyote the heart is deceitful above all things the most deceitful ever moyo ni mdanganyifu kuliko vitu vyote ulio mdanganyifu sana zaidi and it says beyond cure meaning has no cure na anasema kwamba ni mwovu zaidi kupita kiasi kumaanisha kwamba haina tiba hallelujah hallelujah and that's why the creator of the heart the messiah says on that day he will have to come and expose Yeah, ni kwa nini unakuja na 
kusema kwamba unamwabudu Bwana. Have you really come to worship? Je, kwa kweli umekuja kuabudu? When you are preaching at the pulpit and you are saying, "Oh, they are anointing, they are anointing, you are sweating, you are doing things, you are walking around with the handkerchief." What what is really the drive this man? Is it really to serve God or is looking for money? I want it right away. I want it right away. I can 
my clothes. Wakati unauliza kwamba je, unataka kubatizwa? Unasema ni kwamba ndio, nataka kubatizwa hata sasa hivi. Naenda ende tu nipendekeni na nguo zangu. And the Messiah wants to investigate. What are the motives? What is driving you now to worship like that and to want to be baptized with your suit? Na Messiah anataka kujua, je, na kusudi yako ni yapi? Nini inakusukuma ya kwangu unataka kubatizwa namna hiyo hata na suti yako? Is it because of a girl you have seen in the church you want to marry and you want to prove to her that you love Jesus? What is the hidden motive of the things you do? Well, the tea is thick with milk, 
Then at the end, they'll squeeze a white envelope in his head like this. 2,000 bob pasta. Where's here? Jishikiria na yo. Jishikiria. Jishikiria is the word. Hallelujah! What the kuwake leo?
Kuhusu kuchua kuhusu haki, utakatifu, kuhusu masi 
Kenya also. Number one in Kenya, Pia. We are number one in Germany, Deutschland. Number one in Germany. Good enough. We are number one in Uganda. Uganda is really picked up big time now. Number one in Uganda. Uganda is now a big time. We are trending number two in Italy. We are trending in many nations. And Australia. Australia. South Korea. Brazil. Brazil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Venezuela today. Venezuela. Venezuela. The beloved country. I have sons and daughters there. They are waiting for when I will go back there to do revival meetings. People like Dr. Ubardo. Dr. Ignatia. People, very many there. My own sons and daughters. And so blessed people. He's saying you have to live your life very much aware of what is ahead of you. What will happen in the kingdom of heaven on that day?
welcome to this wonderful pilgrimage to the kingdom of God. And I know that the Lord will bring me to India. I heard your request. You are requesting that I visit India twice every year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want us to go as far as the villages and have a souls in India. And so I want to spend like two days baptizing them. Two Na- days of baptism or three days. Human race had become on the earth. 
contributing in the Bible study, you say uh, you make a serious contribution. You use language there. You say um, when I look at the hypothesis, uh, you use words like hypothesis and theories according to philosophy. You are using big words. People are looking at you. They want you to know, you want them to know you have a PhD in law. What is your purpose of going to church? The Lord Jesus says on that day, he will expose everything. Nothing will be left out. Yeah. 
Kwa sababu unanekwamba unaabudu kwa kweli unampenda Mungu 
Can you have a new dress? What you gonna blow deep here? On that day you were in church very early, brand new shoes, new dress, and you want to walk, walk around, greet somebody, or look for a Bible there. And you have the hymn book. You, you are doing things there. What is really in the heart? You are going to greet someone, that's why you are greeting someone from the outside of the church. Oh, so, 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 hey, Margaret, you are back from London. Oh, yes, no, I was in the US, I was not in London. The church is going to know this. Why are you coming to church? Is it because of worshiping Jesus or something else? Why are you placing the Christ there? Is it because there's something you want? When the pastor is preaching and you are saying the word has touched your heart, the word, his word has touched you, and you are taking a check, you are rising, if you are walking, dancing like this, you are walking, dancing towards the pulpit, where the pastor is preaching, you are putting the dollars there, and you are pointing at him and saying, Christian boy, you have touched my heart. Is it really the word that has touched you, or you want everybody to know that you are in the house? Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, 
loved God, but there were some hidden motives. You will expose it. Why? I told you I'm in so much pressure to bring this to you because you need to know this and change your life that you may enter the kingdom of glory and get rewards also. Wangu pia. 
enemy to check their heart. Because he knows that the salvation of conversion, the conversion that brings us salvation, that conversion, he says, should be happening from the inside outwards. Outwards. So he's coming to check if salvation really cleaned up the wickedness in your heart. Mungu anaweza kumwambia kwa 
okay, I think you're reading another thing altogether there. God may mediate for the offender. Can you, Michael, can you advance there? That's wrong. She has a Bible there. She can read it. Again, if a person, if a person sins against another person, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? If sons, however, did not listen to their fathers, their fathers rebuke. For it was the Lord's will to put them to death. In the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, the Lord reached the place where he even regretted as to why he ever created man owing to the condition of the heart. Jesus says, no, I 
in the house of the Lord.
watu wa wa pada Hivyo basi kama ungekuja katika lambo alafu uone jinsi ambavyo Absalomu anawajali watu na kuwashukulikia watu never know kama, from the behavior until you check the motives that are driving him to do what he's doing kama, the hidden motives kama, And he says, this is the covenant 
I'll make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the sovereign Lord, the Yahweh of hosts. I put my law in their mind. And write it on their heart. Write it on their heart. Engrave it on their heart. Make an engravement of my laws on their heart. Make an indelible mark of Yahweh on their heart. I will be their God. And they will be my people. And so he's talking about the new covenant. The new covenant of the grace. And he's also speaking here about how to serve. The serving of God is instructed from the heart. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. It says the following. It says. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. It says. It says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Without a heart. 100% heart. And with all your soul and all your strength, even when it comes to worship, Jesus knows it was the heart that was instructed as an instrument of worship. Because he says, once you know this, then you can begin changing your 
He will go for the hidden motives of the heart. At, he will go behind the heart and pull them out. Atenda katika ile nia zilizofikia za moyo, atenda nyuma ya moyo na kuzitoa zote. And based on that he will base his judgment. Na kuzingatia kwa hiyo ataamua hukumu yake. It is not easy. Si rahisi. And that why there is need to be born again properly. Kwa sababu kuna hitaji la kuokoka ipasavyo. And the Lord says In the book of Samuel chapter 16 Kwenye kitabu cha Samueli wa kwanza sura ya 16 First Samuel chapter 16 Kitabu cha Samueli wa kwanza sura ya 16 He says the following Anasema yafuatayo Why Jesus goes for the heart Ni kwa nini Yesu anawenda moyo First Samuel 16 Kitabu cha Samueli wa kwanza 16 Turn with me there so we read together Kaukani pamoja nami pale ili tusome pamoja Once we get there we read verse 7. Mara tutu kitika pale tusome mstari wa 7. Verse 7 it says the following. Mstari wa 7 anasema yafuatayo. But the Lord said to Samuel. Lakini Bwana akamwambia Samueli, "Do not consider his appearance." Usitazame sura yake. Oh his height. Wala kimo chake. Oh I have rejected him. Kwa kuwa nimemkataa. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. Bwana hatazami katika vile vitu mwanadamu avitazamavyo. People look at the outward appearance. Kwa maana wanadamu hutazama katika sura ya nje. But the Lord looks at the heart. He goes for the heart. He goes and picks the heart. He looks at the heart. Lakini Bwana hutazama moyo. Bwana looks at the heart. Bwana hutazama moyo. The fly on that day. Ndio sababu siku hiyo. He's going to be interested in the heart. Atavutiwa sana kwa moyo. Because he wants to know if salvation really changed your heart. Kwa sababu anataka kujua kama kweli wokovu ulibadilisha moyo wako. And he says in the book of Matthew chapter 15. Na anasema kwenye kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 15. Why Jesus on that day promises that he's going to head for the hidden motives of your heart. Ni kwa nini katika siku hiyo Yesu anaahidi kwamba ataendea zile nia zilizofikia za moyo wako? He's saying he will not go for you the things you were doing how you used to do things no he wants to know what is the motive Anasema, what was hidden inside your heart to make you do the things you used to do Anasema kwamba sasaendea vile vitu ambavyo ulikuwa unafanya bali atakuwa anaendea vile vitu ambavyo nia ambazo zilikuwa katika moyo wako nini ilikufanya ufanye mambo ambayo ulikuwa unafanya Matthew 15 I'm reading 8 and 9 Kitabu cha Mathayo sura ya 15 na somo mstari wa 8 hadi 9 The reason Jesus will head for the heart on that day Where is the heart? Study the hidden motives of the heart and expose them. Sababu ambayo Yesu ataendea moyo siku hiyo kupima moyo na kisha kuchunguza mambo ya moyo na kisha kuweka wazi. What I'm going to read now appertains to the present day church. Ile ambacho inaenda kusoma sasa hivi inahusu kanisa la sasa hivi. And it says these people honor me with their lips. Anasema kwamba watu hao huniheshimu kwa midomo yao. But their hearts are far from me. Lakini mioyo yao iko mbali nami. Isn't that what you see the present day church? Yes, katika kanisa la sasa hivi. When the Lord is asking them, be holy and righteous. Wakati Bwana anawauliza iweni watakatifu na wenye haki. Be born again with me to be Christ like, to pursue the holiness of Christ. Okokeni ambaye inamaanisha kwamba kuwa kama Kristo, kufuata na kuendeleza utakatifu wa Kristo. Be righteous as Christ. Iweni wenye haki kama Kristo. Be God fearing as Christ. Mcheni Mungu kama Kristo. Be obedient to God as Christ. Iweni watiifu kwa Mungu kama Kristo. Again, be God fearing as Christ. Mcheni Mungu pendi Mungu kama Kristo. And then, alafu, you'll find that they don't want if you look at them 
They are repelling. They are not, they think, no, I'm not into that. I love God, but not that much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No. Hapana. The truth has to come out. Because 
They are pulling the churches today. But if you check the hidden motives why they have gone there, you'll be shocked. They are worshipping in the house of the Lord. And if you look at them worshipping, you say, wow, this is a wonderful people that love God. And yet, if you go and try and look at their motives, the motives will shock you. They will shock you very much. Their motives. You'll be disturbed. You'll wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then you'll wonder the heart is far away from the Lord. Otherwise they can even tell a poor woman with a cripple like Mama Wairimu Wanjiru. Mama Wanjiru. Uh, uh, it is Miriam Wanjiru that you see on the screen. Miriam Wanjiru. Big girl pulling herself on the toilet. We see Wairimu, please. Wairimu, the one who wants to see. Wairimu on the screen and say, if you look at Mama Wairimu, and she went to many pastors trying to pray for her, she said. And then she says, it was unbelievable. Because they told her to bring money. If you really love Jesus, how can you approach such a family and lie to them that they should give you money to pray for their child? And yet you know you don't have the anointing. How, if you really love Jesus, how can you do that? If you are really serving Jesus. That's why Jesus says, 
you've heard it says do not commit adultery. Do not commit, do not take someone's wife to sleep with. Do not commit adultery. So the Pharisees were pursuing that model of life, that notion, that narrative. That as long as you've not slept with someone's wife, you're okay. And yet Jesus says, No! But if you look at a woman in your heart and lust at her, you have already slept with that woman in sexual sin. That's why you want to come and check the heart. You want to check the heart first before you can talk. Before we talk, I want to check the heart. I want to see the hidden motives first. The hidden ones in dark places. I want to bring them out in light. Bring it out into the light first. I don't want to look at the behavior. I want to look at the hidden body first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, 
intentionally committing adultery. They have not taken a woman and slept with. You see them walking around in the streets today? You ask him, why do you like going out for lunch instead of reading the Bible in your office? I just like relaxing and walking. I just like greeting the streets a bit, you know, to get to know what's going on in this city. Lakini wanataka 
Jesus. They were not genuine. Unless you take the motive, you cannot tell. The heart is deceptive. You innocently asking a question. Only to realize when you check their motives, the hidden motives, you find that, wow, they had come to test the Messiah. They were not genuine. That's why he wants to know the motives. Wickedness, sin, and holiness. 
concerned. And yet the heart of the wise is always inclined towards holiness, righteousness. So on which side is your heart inclined? And then they make them to women. 
begin to teach them about homosexuality. Homosexuality. Pastoring school. That when you go to, to, to when, when you go to the supermarket, a big section is for homosexuality with rainbow colors, and they are saying that it is in fashion. If you are not homosexual, you are not in fashion. That's what she's saying. Hi, are you aware of what the heart is going through today? Are you aware? Wow, these are going to heaven. Me, I'm not. Oh, I'm Christian. 
if you did not, so if you did not check the motives of their hearts, you would think that the Pharisee is going to heaven. And yet Jesus says, the tax collector who could not even face God, and his heart was broken before God, that the tax collector, he went to heaven justified. Sorry, the former preacher 
Christ out of selfish ambition. Pastor 
Thessalonians chapter 2. Kitabu cha Wathessalonians wa kwanza sura ya 2. I'm reading 3 and 7. Inasema mstari wa 3 hadi 7. And it says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. For they appeal pure motives. Kwa maana himizo letu halitokani na hila wala ni mbaya. No are we trying to trick you. Wala hatujaribu kuwadanganya. On the contrary we speak as those approved by God. Kinyume chake tunanena kama watu waliokubalika na Mungu. To be entrusted with the gospel. Ili tukabidhiwe injili. We are not trying to please people. Sisi hatujaribu kuwapendeza watu. But God. Bali kumpendeza Mungu. He says test our heart. Kisha anasemea kwamba jaribu moyo wetu. God who test our heart. Mungu ajaribuie mioyo yetu. This is powerful. Hii ni nguvu. And very revealing. Na ya kufunua sana. That some people can preach as a trickery to trick you to give some money. And today they do it so much. They preach for Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Ya kwamba watu wengine wanaweza kuhubiri kama ujanja ili kwamba wadanganye muwapatie pesa. Na siku hizi ni wengi wengi sana wanahubiri toka kwenye kitabu cha Malachi sura 3:10. So they say that means the Lord is saying put 3,000 what 100 what 310,000 whatever they use that to convert into money trying to trick the people the, how can you do that before the lord na wanatumia hiyo ili kwamba kuwadanganya watu unawezaje kufanya hivyo mbele za kwa they read and then they say you saw a seed of 310,000 or whatever they use those scriptures to try to trick people wanasoma kwenye kitabu cha malaki sura 3 kumi alafu sasa wanasema kwamba upande mbegu eti And he's saying here that we cannot be doing that. He said, those that are sent of God, they are not trying to get the approval of man. But if you are sent by God, you cannot be seeking the approval of man. For he is making me repeat ten times. If the 
is the reverence of Jesus, how he was reverent before the Father. If the motives of your heart are heavenly focused, if the motives of your heart have the fear of God, if the motives of your heart pursue the wisdom of God, the book of Luke chapter 6 as I finish. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Have motives that are holy. 